Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated to helping sales development professionals get better at their jobs and push the practice of sales development forward. This is a place for practitioners in the trenches every day getting it done, whether they're called SDRs, BDRs, ADRs, or others. It's a team charged with creating pipeline out of inbound lead activities and outbound approaches. My name is David Delaney, and I'm the host of the Sales Development Podcast. If you've got subjects you'd like to hear covered on the show or guests you'd like to hear from, hit me up via email at david at tenbound.com or LinkedIn or Twitter, or be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you found us. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Sales Development Podcast today um, and downloading. I am so honored to have on the show. This is the first guy that I wanted to get on the show when I started the podcast. Okay. I said, I, I, episode number one has got to be Ralph Barcy, uh, the senior director of the Global Demand Center at ServiceNow, um, and a great friend and mentor to me. Ralph, thank you so much for coming on the show. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> you just made my whole year. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> that's it's good great to be here yeah we only have we only have a couple of days left in 2016 so it's ended on a high note yeah 2016 uh, is made from my perspective thank you no this is this is great i want i want you to tell everybody about how you came to become a leader in the sales development space and just a very quick anecdote this is like maybe seven years ago I, had, I was at uh, Glassdoor and um, trying to figure out how to start the sales development program. And I went to an AAISP meeting where Ralph and Steve Dodds did a presentation about how they had set up sales development. And I was absolutely blown away by the potential of this function. And Ralph was such a huge influence on me, is such a huge influence on me in looking at sales development as a way to help people, really help people in their career and in their progression, get into the technology space and become an excellent you know, sales professional or make a difference within their organization. So um, Ralph, thank you for the influence on me and tell us about how you came to become a leader in this space. Uh, you're too kind. Thanks, <laughs> Dave. Uh, and it's really amazing what, what you just touched on is the evolution of this role. So inside sales is is not a new role by any means. However, uh, the explosive growth that we have seen of uh, of the inside sales or sales development role is really astounding. And you know, with the introduction and evolution of technology through over the last let's say five to eight years, uh, it's really uh, underscored and emphasized a reason to have a sales development team and scale that team. You know, as companies grow, they need more and more revenue pipeline, obviously. And that revenue pipeline is driven largely by a sales development team, obviously in concert with, you know, marketing driven inbound leads and a lot of the outbound prospecting efforts uh, with the field, but it's largely driven by this inside sales and sales development function. And we've seen statistics now, wait, maybe three, four years ago from the likes of InsideSales.com talking about, you know, 300% growth of this industry. And uh, that's no joke. Uh, so, yes, you're right. It's it's growing by leaps and bounds. And it's a fabulous platform or launch pad, if you will, for people to get their career started. Of course, in sales, 
Um, but I've hired a lot of folks who have taken different paths once they've experienced the sales development role and really immersed themselves in that craft. They've decided two years into the game, hey, you know what, I think I want to be a customer success manager or I think I want to go into marketing and demand generation. Uh, and they don't necessarily follow the path of an account executive or a closer, and that's okay. Uh, but again, still the sales development experience is that's where you figure it out. That's where you figure out uh, if sales is something that you want to pursue or if there are other paths that you want to take. Uh, and it's just been an honor for me to uh, be involved in in that function to help people find out where they're going to best serve the marketplace and move things out of the way so they can get there and they can shine. And I mean, I guess to answer your question about how I became a cult leader, wow, that's you know that's a strong term. Uh, I've just I'm a, I'm a big fan of the servant mindset. So I've just uh, really focused my efforts on serving the people that I'm working for. And uh, I've always likened the image of an organizational chart, you know, where they've got the leader at the top of the org chart inverted so that the leader's really at the bottom of that org chart serving up into the organization. And that's, uh, I think I've, you know, I've really demonstrated that as best I could over my career. And uh, I guess that's helped define me as a leader. But I just serve the people that that work in my organization and make sure that I remove obstacles and create space so that they can truly shine. And that's a main influence that you've had for me in how I have tried to base my career in that if I am giving and understand what makes people tick and what's what people are are after and and trying to supply that, it comes back to you in droves. It sounds very cliched, but it's so true. If you look at a sales development rep coming in, put yourself in their shoes. What would they need in order to be successful at an organization? And if you take that time to, to map that out and architect that onboarding and the training so that they can feel confident, then it comes back to you because instead of a lot of cycles being wasted on you know, uh, just sitting there wondering what the heck to do, they're productive. And that helps the business, right? So it's like oh, a virtuous I, I, cycle. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, you know, on the sales development rep side, the best reps, in my experience, have really come into an organization or into the industry with open minds, with beginners' minds, mm -hmm. and uh, have been okay accepting that, look, I've got a clean blank slate, and I really need to color it up with knowledge, and I have to do it with passion, and I've got to take a lot of action in order to add value to the marketplace. And the more value that you add to the marketplace, the more valuable you become. So let's take you, for example, David. You know, like you mentioned, you and I met, it's probably seven years ago now, six years ago. And, you know, the stuff that you were learning at the AAISP conferences, you could have easily just written in notebooks and kept, kept that information very close to the vest to do your job every day. But instead, here you are six, seven years later, sharing it with the industry via this podcast. Uh, how many episodes is this, by the way? So this will be number nine. Okay, this is number nine. I mean, it, so you're clearly sticking to it. This is not a one-off deal just to kind of test the waters and see how it is. You've, you've interviewed nine different people online. You've published it online to, to give back to the marketplace. That is that cycle that you're talking about. And unless you're really driving that cycle 
what is the point? What's the, I mean, really, what's the point of you becoming a sales development rep, becoming a leader of sales development reps, or even salespeople in general, if you're not giving back to the marketplace and adding value? No, and, and again, I have learned so much from these interviews. And if people go back and they listen to them, grab your notebook. <laughs> like, seriously, because the people that have come on this, I've learned so much myself and, and just diving into how they are running their operations and how they, they think about things. You can pick up so much information from, from just asking, you know, open-ended questions. It's, it's been amazing. Oh, and, for sure. You know, and hopefully, like we were saying, the sales development reps who are, you know, they're, they're doing the job every day. They may not, might not be able to go to meetings or go into the, the backroom conversations that are happening with marketing and executives. They can just listen to this and pick up, you know, some of the knowledge that's being transferred that they, they might not be aware of. Oh, exactly. And, you know, here's the good part and here's the bad part. Uh, so here's a great learning experience for any sales development rep listening right now. Okay. Number one, if you're listening, you're already way ahead of the game. Uh, there are so many sales development reps who are just, you know, twiddling the thumbs thinking, man, why is nobody calling me back? How come nobody's replying to my emails? Why have I not made quota yet? Why am I anxious about whether or not I'm going to have this job in a quarter or two? Why am I being positioned to put, be put on a performance plan? Uh, well, here's the reason. It's because you're not listening to podcasts like this, number one. Number two, you're not taking notes like David, you suggested. Uh, and number three, you're not applying what you're learning by listening to these podcasts. So the good news is those who are listening are way ahead. They're already applying what they're learning. Uh, they're not just listening to this podcast, but they're on YouTube as well. They're watching a lot of the videos that are shared by our friends at Sales Hacker or AISP or Steve Richard and Exec Vision, uh, their call camp, you know, where they critique constructively uh, recorded calls of sales development reps. There's so much information out there, uh, including in LinkedIn groups. It, it goes on and on. Uh, there's so much information out there that you need to listen to, uh, contribute to, and then apply to the marketplace and to your own world. Uh, that will get you uh, ahead by leaps and bounds. The people who aren't doing that can simply go to Google, type in Inside Sales Podcast or Sales Development Podcast, and just take a look in iTunes at the titles of your different episodes and start to see what the conversations are about uh, in, in the marketplace so that you can better yourself at that and get you know, improve on it. No, exactly. And and it's kind of like I've just been dealing with SDRs who are kind of like, hey, how, how come I make, not get promoted? Like, well, how come you're not giving me, you know, my promotion? I've been clocking in here for six months. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, you know, I know I'm sub quota. I'm not making my n enough calls. I'm not sending enough email. I get it. I'm like, but how come I'm not getting promoted? And it's like, yeah, just rewind what Ralph said and sit down and Ralph, tell them about how you, um, uh, organize your notebook. Like if you, if you attend a webinar or, you know, or having oh, sure. an interview with somebody, how do you organize that, that notebook so that you know what to do after you get the information? Well, I start by drawing a line down the center of the page. And so on the left-hand side, I, I take 
my normal notes that I, that anybody would in their notepad, but on the right side of the page, it's, it's all action focused. So is there a follow-up task that I need to uh, take note of based on this piece of the conversation? And then there's a third part of it that's really doesn't involve the notebook. And that is, it's got to go on the calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it's just not going to happen. So I'll make sure that I create time in my day, in my week, in my month to do specific tasks. And it could be to, you know, follow up with so-and-so or, you know, dig into deeper to, um, uh, an insight that I heard on a webinar. And, uh, I may even want to create a webinar myself and I'll, I'll invite certain people. You, you've been one of my guests, for example, when we did the, you know, the best of 2015 sales development tools there, you know, you may have said something or written something, David, and I'll make a note in my notebook Hey, get in touch with David Delaney, reach out to him and invite him to be a panelist on an upcoming webinar. And I'll just, I'll just create the webinar myself and make it happen and just start inviting people. And you just, you got to just get it done that way. So it's tasks like that, you know, and methods like that when I'm taking notes that, that really transfer into really any environment. If I'm interviewing somebody or being interviewed by someone uh, on a podcast like this, I'm taking notes. I've got a notebook right in front of me as we speak. Uh, it's it's really writing stuff down and then making it a reality. Uh, one thing that's really important to me on this episode is that listeners are able to apply some of the stuff we're talking about, David, today and start moving the needle. So I'm going to go off for a little bit. Is that all right? Of course. Yeah, please. I, I've okay. got my notebook set up correctly. So go right ahead. So listen up, sales development reps listening to this, here are a couple things that most leaders will not tell you, but it is true across the board. And I'm talking specifically about inside sales or sales development leaders. There are four cornerstones that they are working from, okay? The first is, what is the strategy? What are the outcomes that this team is after? Generally, it's to drive revenue pipeline. And it's also to drive a people pipeline. They want to create salespeople for the company that are lethal. They want to create Jedis. So in the time that they have with you as a sales development rep, they're going to do everything to develop your acumen, your skills, your competencies, your strengths, so that when you do become a viable candidate, to go into the field or follow another path, as I mentioned earlier, you're 100% ready to produce because what's important to them and what's important to the leader in the next role is that you become a contributor of value as fast as possible. Uh, I talk often about the book from Michael Watkins called The First 90 Days, and he talks about the break-even point where sales development reps become salespeople, where they are closing business and all they do is consume value during that ramp up period. They're trying to learn how the contract uh, phase works and red lines and negotiating and all that jazz. And they're just consuming value. They've not yet contributed something. But once they close that first deal, they've hit the break even point and they're now contributors of value. So it's the job of your sales development leader in the time that they have you on their team to teach you and coach you and develop your skills of course, it's a two-way street where it's going to require your work as well to get you to the point where you're contributing value, not only in the existing role you're in or the current role, but in the future role. So that's part of the strategy. That's that first cornerstone. Second cornerstone is people. 
they want to make sure that they've got a team that includes the best players because the teams with the best players win. So you need to focus on that as well in your role. Who are the people? Who are the stakeholders that I serve? Is it the account executives that I'm booking meetings for? Is it the marketing team that's sending me leads and they want to know, you know how well I'm doing against the SLA we have on those leads? Am I logging the right notes into my CRM system so that I'm creating a good system of record for everybody to work from? You know, do the leaders of the sales development organization have the best players on their team? So they're thinking about strategy and they're thinking about people and you need to think about your strategy and your outcomes and you need to think about the people that you're serving all the while becoming a great player and person in your organization. The third cornerstone that your leaders are worrying about is process. I mentioned SLAs, so they want to make sure that there is a system, there is a process. A big quote from uh, author and uh, cartoonist Scott Adams is that losers have goals, guys, but winners have systems. So what you need to think about is the process and the systems, whether that's an automated email that goes out on a daily basis to your marketplace whether that's um, a, a, a streamlined way of managing your time, as Dave talked about, you know, how am I taking notes in my notebook? How am I applying that on my calendar? How am I taking action? You need to think about what your processes are for success, doing the math and working backwards, reverse engineering from the end of your quarter to today on what you need to do to make your number this month or this quarter or this year. And then lastly, the fourth cornerstone is technology. So it's strategy, people, process, and technology. Your sales leader or sales development leader is focused on the sales stack. What tools do we have in place that are going to make our sales development reps efficient and productive so that they can create repeatable, viable revenue pipeline over and over and over again so that we can follow a nice trajectory that goes up and to the right? You, as a sales development rep, need to think about how you're mastering the use of that technology. Are you optimizing the technology that's being given to you by your sales development leader and company? And are you making the best out of it so that you can win in the end? So just make sure that while they're focusing on those four cornerstones, you're focusing on those four cornerstones as they apply to you and your life. So if you take anything away from our discussion today, David's and mine, it's <laughs> that you have mastered and you've got your mind wrapped around those four cornerstones. And what are you doing about it right now to finish out this year? Cause it's not yet over and have a fabulous new year. How does that, how does that work, Dave? Does that help? Wow. I think that not just the, the sales development reps, but the managers and the executives that listen to this you know, Good. everybody needs a reminder. You know, you, you're often as a sales development rep, you're looking in the conference room, you are like, what are those guys doing in there all day? You know, like the, yeah. the managers are always in these meetings, you know, and what they're doing all day is one of these four buckets. They're working on one of these four things That's right. um, and, and trying to tweak them and or at least establish them to get them right. And um, and, you know, I think that your point around the having the sales development reps thinking in the same way as your manager and executive, it aligns the whole process, right? It, it, it aligns everyone to get on the same page so that um, it, it's not like, oh, those guys, you know, 
what are they doing? Like they never give me a promotion. And, you know, instead of like kind of grumbling around the water cooler about how dumb everybody is, try to figure out what is going on and how you can add value to that. Because then, then the, the managers and execs look at the sales development rep and they go, this guy's got it on lock, man. You know, oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, you're, you become indispensable through your work. So it, it's not just following up on leads in a timely fashion and, you know, booking meetings, you need to be thinking way bigger than that. You need to be thinking about your brand in the marketplace. So think about everything from, you know, start with your LinkedIn profile, for example. You know, if you do send a halfway compelling email to a prospect and they actually consider replying or calling you back, they're probably going to look you up first and they'll do that in a Google search. And just based on Google's page ranks and algorithms, your LinkedIn profile is likely going to be the first search result that they see. So when they click on that LinkedIn profile, is there anything there for them to learn from, whether it's about you, whether it's about your offering, whether it's about your company, whether it's about your tenure in the company and your experience prior to that, what are they going to be able to learn about you prior to engaging with you? Because as we all know, prospects do most of that buying process before they even engage in a conversation with you. So give them something to read, give them something to learn so that they're looking forward to having a conversation with you. It's, you know, it's stuff like that. It's really thinking outside the box and, you know, taking a macro perspective to your work. Don't just focus on, oh my God, how many leads do I have to follow up on today? How many phone calls do I have to make? They're tracking the number of dials. Come on, you guys are better than that. That's right. Exactly. And I love the quote, losers have goals, winners have systems. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't really work on a goal per se. A goal is just a thing that you write in your notebook. Like I want to have a million dollars or something like that, but you can work every day on a system, right? You can oh, establish yeah. that system and, and work it yourself. So that when you come to your daily standup as an SDR, or you come to your manager meeting, and or even you know doing a QBR as an SDR, you 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 have broken down the system of exactly what you need to do every day to hit your number. And oh, if for you sure. Give that to your manager; they will do backflips because every other person that's coming in the room is saying, "Like, I don't know what I'm doing." I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people enter the week hoping that it's a good week. Wow. I just hope things go well this week. Or, you know, they're just kind of waiting for direction. And uh, the A players are the ones who have developed those systems or are developing those systems. They're disciplined. They're creating habits. And to your point, they're sharing it with the key stakeholders in their career. So it could be your boss that you're sharing your system with, as you mentioned, or maybe you're a candidate interviewing for that next great gig. What are you sharing with the hiring manager that illustrates the disciplines and habits that you're applying on a regular basis to win? And when you've got that on lock, that's when you're way ahead of the game. Uh, I just published an article on Growth X Academy's blog. You and I are both yes. mentors for Growth X Academy. And the article is called The Secret to Becoming an A Player. And in that article, I talk about why A players are A players. And it really centers on the systems and habits and disciplines that they execute on a regular basis to get repeatable results. And I use the analogy of Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors. Uh, any Warriors fans listening to this or any basketball fans 
or just fans of what A players do, take note of how Steph Curry prepares for every basketball game. He goes out there on the court an hour before the game, and he does the exact same drills over and over and over again before every single game. And guess what? He's a two-time MVP in the NBA, and there's a reason for that. It's because he's applied his systems. He's not focused on the goal. Again, there is no finish line. You have to really embrace the process and the system of getting you towards the goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the goals, the goals are going to come. If, if you are following the right system every day and you're really holding yourself accountable to the disciplines that it takes to follow that system and you keep iterating on it and tweaking it and asking questions, going to meetings, talking to people like Ralph and, and you know, taking those notes and trying to upgrade the system that you have. I mean, this is beyond just your sales development career and getting into uh, further in your career. This goes for everything. I mean, your exercise routine, your your family life, you know, all these things. Um, yeah. If you if you have that good process and you you've got that beginner's mind, man, you you just build on like a compound effect, and eventually you have your goal. All of a sudden, you're like, damn, dude. You know? Yeah, you're not even thinking about it. It just appears you've already arrived. You didn't even know it. And, and you know, here's, here's a great takeaway for the salespeople listening. So guess what? Your prospects love systems and processes too, hmm. right? And your prospects want to win too. And they want to hit the outcomes that they're pursuing too. So think about that in your conversations, for example. A lot of sales development reps who don't yet get it get their prospects on the phone, and they bombard them with 15 questions. And the prospects have no idea where the end is or what the purpose of the line of questioning is. So help them out. Send them a preemptive email, for example, saying, when we talk on Tuesday at 10 a.m., we're going to talk for about nine minutes. And over the course of that nine minutes, I'll probably ask you 12 to 15 questions. Let me explain why I'm going to be asking you those questions. I want to make sure that I route you to the right people in our organization that are going to help you solve the problems that you and I have talked about or that you mentioned, et cetera, et cetera. That way, you begin with the end in mind. And when you get that prospect on the phone, they completely are open to the questions that they're about to get from you and they see the reason behind the questions. So connect the dots for them. Give them a system and a process knowing that, once they get off the phone with you and we kind of vet through this discussion, I'm going to connect you with David Delaney. David's going to pick up the baton from there, and he's going to walk you through the next phase of getting you to your outcomes. And this is what it's going to look like. Oh, and by the way, when you begin to do business with our company and we start to develop a very long relationship, this is the experience you can expect from working with us throughout the course of our relationship. We're going to continue to connect dots for you, and we're going to make things better for everybody so that it's a win-win situation. That's a way better approach to your prospect conversations than a lot of the approaches I'm seeing out there. Oh, that dude, that's huge. I love that because, you know, the, I think a couple of things, a lot of people don't have systems set up for the handoff process. You know, they kind of tell like, hey, send a calendar invite, make sure he accepts, we're good, you know. And I mean, just that advice that you give about really setting up an amazing experience for the handoff is huge. I love that. Big um, time. And you know what? Yeah. Before we forget, 
you just you just mentioned the calendar invite. That calendar invite is gold if you use it properly as an SDR. Hmm. So if I send you a meeting invite, David, I'm going to say in the body of that message, very concisely, by the way, and briefly, I'm going to hit on here's what we're going to get out of this call. Here's what the goal of the call is. Here's the rationale behind some of the questions I'm going to ask or some of the questions I'm going to ask if you want to start thinking about them now. But my intent is in as very little time as possible, I want to make sure that the two of us discuss these points. And here are some potential next steps for us to consider after that call. I mean, all that can be written in the body of the email. I'm sorry, the body of the calendar invite. Um, as well as ways out. Hey, if this doesn't, if this time doesn't work for you for some reason, or if you're late for the call, you know, make sure that you text me at this phone number. Just make it extremely easy to work with you on both ends, right? I mean, also for the sales reps. I mean, make it so that when they get this package of information from the SDR, there's absolutely they they would have to. Um, you know, really have additional questions and information for you in order to have to come over to your desk and say, what's this call about? I mean, just right without question. I liken it to, you know, when you go see your physician and you're sitting in the exam room on the table and you're just, you know, you're reading a magazine waiting for the doctor to show up and you hear the doctor walking down the hall towards your exam room and they pull the clipboard off the side of the door and they start reading your record or in today's world, they walk in with their iPad and they're basically looking at your medical record and trying to see the narrative so that they can make the best out of this exam and they can get out and you can get out. And the same applies to when you're filling out a meeting invite or if you're teeing up a meeting record in your CRM system, that there's a narrative, not like, hey, David uh, attended our webinar and had a few questions. That really doesn't give a sales rep much information. So string a nice narrative together as to what we're doing and what's involved in the handoff and what questions remain uh, unanswered. And it's just going to help everybody win. So for sure, the handoff between you and the prospect and then you and the sales rep it's just going to make it life easier for everyone. And if you fast forward a couple of years, let's say this prospect signs a contract with you and begins doing business with you, your customer success manager is going to have to work that relationship. Two years later, that customer might be up for renewal and it's a new customer success manager or a new account executive that's now owning that renewal process. Let them have a narrative so they could see two years ago what problems this customer had that we worked to solve, what new problems came up in the scope of the relationship, and where are we now two years down the line, and what do we need to do to ensure this renewal takes place? All of it comes down to communicating, stringing together the narrative, connecting the dots, and just kind of helping everybody understand you know, what, what breadcrumbs have been left behind on the trail. It's so valuable all the way through, and we have the technology to be able to, to track this now. So um, you know, homework for the SDRs listening, sit down, look at your handoff process. And if it doesn't have at least some of the, the, the high touch, you know, quality that Ralph is talking about, sit down and write out a process to improve it and bring it to your manager and go, you know what? I thought about this. We're dropping the ball here. You know, here's, here's like an idea that we can do. Let's try this. And they'll, they'll, their eyes will bug out. I mean, they'll be shocked that you actually thought it through this. And, and then, you know, if it works, share it with the team. 
Get everybody Oh, for on sure. Board, yeah, do right? do a lunch and learn if Be you need leader. to. Yeah, there you go. And also, you know, the A player SDRs out there, they're already envisioning themselves a role or two ahead of where they are today. That's right. So uh, it should behoove all the rest of the SDRs out there to see yourself as a sales rep who has an SDR booking meetings for you. And what would you want out of that SDR? What would be just an ideal practice that your ADR or your SDR is putting in place on a regular basis? Is it a nice you know, block of notes in, in the meeting record? What is it? And just become that SDR. Yeah, step up. You know, I, I think that again, I'm almost so fired up. I know, and and believe me, I I'm learning all this. I've got a beginner's mindset. That's why we're having this conversation. I'm I'm not saying that I'm doing all this stuff, but I think that there's a mental block in a lot of people where they don't want to step up because it's like the hammer, you know, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. But yeah. it's not about brown nosing or trying to you know get in good with your boss. It's about helping everybody else by leading by example and, and, you know, the improving the process, making your number, you know, getting invited into the, the president's club and stuff like that. It's, it's like you're bringing up the whole group by, by improving these processes. It's not about, you know, trying to look good and things like that. I think that's where people get blocked. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, not only keeping that beginner's mindset, Dave, but also a teacher's mindset. So learn as if you need to teach someone the next day what you're learning. And that might mean you start chronicling that in Evernote or in Google Docs, but start writing out a nice document of all the things you're learning right now. Uh, It could be a one-liner that you hear from one of the C staff or e-staff rather, or it might be um, something you pick up from a webinar or from this podcast, you know, whatever best practices you're learning about, start writing them down so that you could refer back to them and apply them more often. And you'd be surprised 10, 20 years down the line when you're running your own sales team, the stuff you're going to look back on that you learned when you were in the role yourself that you could share with the new hires and the people just coming up in their career. And I think that goes way back to your very first question of kind of how I became a leader in this space. Guys, I've just been writing everything down. I've been observing, I've been listening, I've been learning, and I've been learning as if I need to teach people. And any opportunity I have to pay things forward and even pay things back uh, to those that I've learned from, I just I just embrace the opportunity. I just don't say no. I say yes to everything and every opportunity to be able to share some of the things that I've been writing down and and applying with my own teams. And it's just, it's what it's all about. We got to give back. I completely agree. And, you know, it's, um, it's almost like there's too many opportunities. You know, when you get to a certain point, you're just like, geez, as, as opposed to a lack of opportunities, if you kind of shut yourself off, if, if you're out there giving and you have that mindset of giving, there's too many opportunities. You have to whittle it down. <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. And you'll, you'll, you know, when you're really, uh, you know, not focused on getting the next big badass role, uh, yeah. and you're just focusing on serving and just, you know, being the best you can be in your craft, uh, a multitude of opportunities start to surface and, uh, you'd be amazed at what happens in your career and in your life. And uh, I highly encourage you to look at my five philosophies 
that I work by on a daily basis. You could find it on my LinkedIn profile. I'm happy to walk through the five right now if you want. I don't even know how much time we've got. We've been rapping for some time now. <laughs> no, take us through it. I mean, I, I think that this is super interesting and I'll put a link to these on the blog so people can uh, look at it in more depth later. But yeah, take us through. What are your five philosophies? Cool. Yeah, I'll be super brief. The first is these are all quotes that I have uh, heard from others. So I take credit for none of these quotes. But uh, what these quotes teach is what I take very seriously and what I actually apply. So the first is uh, from Brian Tracy, and it is get serious about your career. Decide today to be a big success in everything you do. And I would underscore the word decide. You really need to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to be successful in your career. Uh, don't be thinking about it and pondering. Just make the decision to be successful and then just go do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is success is something you attract by becoming an attractive person. And that comes from Jim Rohn. And that also falls back on the, uh, on the philosophy of, Hey, the more value you're adding to the marketplace, the more valuable you become. So, Don't think about pursuing success. Mm. Think about attracting success and attracting that multitude of opportunities we just talked about to you. Uh, Number three, uh, you're not here to survive this. You're here to take charge of it. And that is a quote from the Navy SEALs. And it's all about, you know, not entering the week, hoping it goes well or just waiting for things to happen. Man, I just really hope I make quota this quarter. That's really not a strategy to get you to where you need to go. You absolutely need to take charge of the situation and go after the quota. In fact, beat the quota. Love it. All right. Number four is to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. And that comes from the late distance runner, Steve Prefontaine. And it, it talks about, you know, I firmly believe that we are all here with unique strengths and gifts that no one else has. And if we are not giving our best, we're sacrificing those gifts. So if you're great at speaking, why are we not hearing you more? If you're a great writer, why are we not reading more of your work, et cetera, et cetera? Give us the best that you got or you're just sacrificing the gift that you were born with. And the last one is the last one is a Zen proverb. And a student approaches the Zen master and says, master, I'm discouraged. What should I do? And the master responds, encourage others. And what that's really about is not thinking about yourself. Start facing outward instead of inward. If you're bummed out about stuff, you're just thinking about yourself. And you're thinking about your world and your situation. Instead, face outward and start helping others, encouraging others, you know, driving others to smile and do their best. And all of a sudden, your mind gets off of yourself and uh, you just feel a better, you feel better naturally. So those are the five philosophies that I fall back on really every single day, David. And it's, it's really a huge help. And I encourage others to, I don't know, pick one or pick all five and just try it out for a week. Wow. <laughs> Ralph, that is amazing. I mean, th- those are such great reminders. And if any Buddy, listening, if you haven't dived into some of the authors that Ralph mentioned, like Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, you got to drop everything and read some of that stuff because it's it's absolutely foundational for your success. And 
Ralph, I mean, one thing, maybe it's as I'm getting older, you know, I, I start <laughs> to realize that um, we don't have much time here. Um, nope. I mean, you could stroke out tomorrow. It's all gone. Right. And, and yep. or stuff like that. I've seen it happen. You see, I know you've seen it happen in your background. And, and if you have something to give and, and you have a talent and you have a passion, you, you it's not like tomorrow and eh, get to it tomorrow like and stuff like that. Do it now. Do it today. Get out and do it now because you never know what's going to happen. You think life is eh, just go on and it kind of drags on forever. It doesn't. Right. No. Yeah. No. That, that that's so true. And you yeah. know, I've I've lost dear people in my life, and yeah. those have been, you know, big flames under me to get moving here. You know, life is short. Uh, focus on those who matter most to you, and invest time. That's quality time with those people. And again, don't sacrifice the gifts you've already been given that you already have within you, and get after it. Get after it. Start. We all want to know what you can bring to the table and we can all learn from each other. So let's do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, you know, people listening, like you decided to become a sales development rep. You own that decision. You, you decided to become a manager and you, you decided to run a sales team. So step up, man. Own it. Own it. And, and uh, you know, use these tips to go out, leave it on the field every day when you're, when you're in the office improve your strategy, improve the people, improve the processes, improve the technology that you have, really own this opportunity and all these opportunities will open up. So anyways, I, this is, this is amazing, Ralph. Thank you. Hey, I'm knocking out, <laughs> I'm knocking out pushups right now. I'll be right with you. I'm going to be over on the, that. I, I like the video DJ Khalid. I don't know how to say his name and another one. And another one, right? Yep. I don't know if you see that. It's freaking awesome. So, so um, yeah. I, I want to promote a couple things. Is that all right? Go. Of course. All right. I got a ton of nuggets to share with all of you listening. Uh, if you go to ralphbarcy.com and you subscribe to my blog, uh, here's the good news. Uh, you're not going to get an auto-generated email. I keep it real. So you'll get a personalized email from me that includes a boatload of content and nuggets around sales and sales development as a craft. So I, I highly encourage you to subscribe. You're not going to get a lot of emails from me. Unfortunately, I'm not resuscitating this blog anytime soon. A lot of my content over the last year, for example, has shown up in places other than my own blog. So you're not going to get blasted with email from me on a regular basis, but you will get a boatload of content uh, by way of articles, videos, recordings of podcasts I've been on like this one. And uh, there's a lot of takeaway uh, for you to, to differentiate yourself right now. Second is, uh, David, you mentioned, you know, we lose people in life and life is too short. Well, it's happened to me more often than I'd like. And I really don't wish it on anybody. I uh, lost a dear friend of mine several years ago, uh, who died of sudden cardiac arrest. And uh, his family and close friends, we mobilized and created a foundation called the Gable Heartbeats Foundation. So check out what we're doing uh, to uh, prevent uh, sudden cardiac arrest from happening to more people. Uh, we're placing defibrillators in sports complexes and on fields and in gymnasiums. And if you have any interest in looking into what we do and donating to our cause, uh, you're going to help us put more AEDs 
uh, where they're needed. So take a look at the Gable Heartbeats Foundation. It's gableheartbeats.org. And that's it for my promoting today. <laughs> Is that well, cool? I, no, dude, I am, I'm going to, right when we get off this, I'm going to go check out those and make sure nice. that I'm, I'm on the list and, and learn more about you know, what you're doing. I think it's terrific. Ralph, I have to say, man, you did not disappoint. That was amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think, you know, again, if you're hungry and you want to succeed, learn everything you can from Ralph because he's, he's an amazing guy. Thank you well, so much hey, for being on. Hey, it's my pleasure. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me and, and uh, you're not disappointing either, Dave, with <laughs> nine episodes of value and wisdom in this podcast please keep doing what you're doing we need more people like you in our industry uh so you know it's been an honor on my end as well just being part of it so thanks for having me nice well ralph a happy new year good luck in 2017 and we'll talk soon same thanks so much david